this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the true story of a New York City boy with big town hopes and small neighborhood dreams of becoming BFFs with the Real Housewives and other Bravo celebrities. Then, one day, that dream actually came true. Let me take you behind the velvet rope. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it, guys, because we are joined by the one, the only Bachelor Nation. I'm going to say it because it's been said, fan favorite, Connor Saley. Woo! What up, David? <laughs> Do you love your fan favorite title? Uh, I appreciate the fan favorite title. Um, it's It's been a while. It's been, uh, it feels like it's been a long time since I was on the show, but. Um... No, I, I appreciate uh, the fan favorite title for sure. Listen, for everyone listening to this in Bachelor Nation, they don't, they don't think of it as a long time. They never forget, Connor. <laughs> I mean, I guess in, uh, it, it was only one, um, one Bachelorette season ago. So it wasn't, wasn't too long ago, but it feels like a long time. It's been, been it, a long year and a half. Tell me about it. I have lost track of time. Yeah, I, I've noticed a lot of gray hairs starting to pop up in my head. <laughs> COVID I'm waiting, is not. I played ABC for that. Well, you know, and we're going to get into all of this and your exercise regime and your wellness oh, and everything boy. you have going on. Right. But no, but they say like, we'll get into that soon, but they say like, you know, it's true. Like if you stop moving, you know, that's how you get old and age. Like mm-hmm. I had moments in COVID where I'm like, Jesus, like the past three months, I look like I aged a hundred years. Like I got to get out there and start moving again. Yeah. I really don't know what happened between the months of April and June. I I literally have no clue what I did. It just seems like those three months were just a blur. No, no, no memory at all. Those were, I I agree. Like Mm -hmm. March to June were some bad, like just, I don't remember anything. Now you are in Austin, Texas. In Austin, yep. 
we're going to get into that too in a few minutes. All right. Where are you from? You're originally from Texas, right? Uh, I'm from Michigan originally. Actually. Oh, well, then I'm uh, wrong. <laughs> no, but I lived in Dallas for seven years. I went to, I went to college in Dallas. I like the coffee mug you got there. Listen, this is, this isn't even a shameless plug. It's like, it's only a behind the velvet rope mug that we. Yeah. Hey, that thing's awesome. You're uh, having your coffee. I see this morning. So. I am. I am just whip some up. But uh, yeah, I went to SMU in Dallas and then worked there for two or three years after. Um, and then just moved down here October of last year. And did you watch reality TV before you were on The Bachelorette? I mean, you don't have to have. I assume you, I just always assume the straight guys didn't. But I mean, <laughs> maybe I'm just, you know, I shouldn't stereotype. Well, so that, I mean, it's funny because it's kind of, it kind of leads into how I even got on the show. I used to watch it with my sister. My sister was a big fan when she was younger and I used to watch it with her. Um, and um, when, when she went to college, I started watching it with some of my high school friends and we would watch every once in a while. But it was always a joke. If I was 24, 25 and single, one of them would nominate me. And so flash forward, I was 24 and single and they actually nominated me without telling me. And so I just got a phone call from a producer to ask me if I was interested. I was like, yeah, why not? But long story short, I did watch it a little bit when I was younger. Um, so some of like the really good seasons, like Sean, Sean Lowe's season, that was a good one. JoJo and Jordan, that was a really good one as well. Um, all Texas couples, if I do say so. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I did watch it occasionally. And what do straight men sitting around watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette say? Like, what what type of conversation is that? Um, I, so it was usually a couple guy friends, and then we had a group of girlfriends as well that would um, be there watching it with us. But I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think we would obviously, like, talk about the girls and, like, what we thought about them. But I really believed – I'm kind of like a hopeless romantic type of guy. So growing up, I loved like the Nicholas Sparks movies, you know, like all those sappy kind of love movies. And I really believe in the love story a lot of times. And so watching The Bachelor, it I may feel differently after being on it, but um, I really like believed in the love story and got really invested in the love story because I just thought it was so cool. And so some of my guy friends were kind of the same way, like, we all just love, you know, you kind of love love, right? Um, so it's, that's kind of the stuff we would talk about. I love it. And th- and that's how you got involved. Like someone just nominated you as a joke and your phone rang and they're like, by the way, you're, you're in the mix for The Bachelor. The Bachelor, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So they, they called me, um, it was right after Thanksgiving of 2018. And they were like, someone nominated you. Would you be interested? And I was like, hey, yeah, why not? We'll see, see where this goes. And um, kind of went through the casting process. I think it was a little quicker for me, just from talking with other people I know that have been on it, but um, kind of went through it and then found out on Valentine's Day, I was, uh, was going on. Wow. And did you have like any reservations or was it just like, let's go ahead? Um, no. Well, so it's interesting because that was that point in my life was kind of like a a turning point a little bit for me. Um, I'd wanted to just like make some changes personally and 
kind of just start doing things that would take me outside of my comfort zone a little bit more. And it, this opportunity ended up coming at the perfect time because what better way to get outside of your comfort zone than go on TV and try and find love. And, um, I'm pretty like quiet and reserved. So that was a pretty eye opening to me to like be thrown in that situation. Is that uh, your beep? I hear a beep. Yeah. Yeah. Not that it like, it doesn't bother me, but everyone that's listening to this is going to be like, Oh, David, what are you doing? I don't mind it though. Just between you and I, if it was everyone, we could see if it does it again, but I have a feeling normally when it does it, is it on your email? No, it's on the, it's on my, it's the iMessages on the computer. Cause it doesn't bother me, but like everyone's gonna, you know, though, you know how it is when you're on a TV show or in the public eye and you put a product out there and you're just like, this is great. And then you get all those DMS, like, let me yeah, tell you yeah. all the things that were wrong with this episode. So thank uh, you. I, th- I think it should be good now. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, what, sorry, what was that? Oh, any reservations about going on? Um, not, not really. Like I was saying, I, I kind of just wanted that change and like doing more uncomfortable things. And it was a super uncomfortable show to go on to. Um, but I was always like a pretty quiet, reserved guy. So that was a big change for me. And then I don't talk about relationships or anything or like love interest with my family at all. And so, you know, the first thing my mom sees of me on a preview is me making out with Hannah and she like screenshotted it and texted it to me like, Oh gosh, this is going to be, um, quite the change for our family dynamics, seeing all this stuff. So seriously, um, there, I wouldn't say there were any reservations, but like going into it, you're naturally a little worried because you just have no clue what you're getting into. What about like your sister? Like, was she still watching it? Like in your friends were they like, I can't, like, was your sister freaking out? Like, I cannot believe you're going to be on the bachelorette. Yeah, she was, she was pretty excited. Um, I remember I, I had told one of my older brothers and my sister while I was kind of going through the casting process. And then I told two of my friends um, and I didn't, I waited until I found out for sure to tell my parents and then my other older brother. Um, and my sister was super pumped. Her and her fiance loved it. And, um, I remember when I called my parents to tell them I was so worried cause you know, you never know how, how someone's going to react to that news. And it's like a big life change kind of too. Totally. Um, but I remember I, I called and was super nervous and I kind of said it and it was silent, dead silent for like five to 10 seconds. And I was like, Oh no, <laughs> they're going to be mad. And they both just burst out laughing. They, they thought it was so funny. Um, and, but they were like super excited. And I think for everyone in my family, they've, they've all loved it and enjoyed it. So I love it. Does your family now, like if you're hanging out with them and you know, cause like, even if you were on 10 years ago, like there's a recognition, like mm-hmm. when you are out with your sister or mother and father, or like your mother, like when, when you get recognized in person, are they just like, well, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I think we've all gotten a little more used to it now, but yeah, uh, sure. it's still weird. And especially I think like when it first happened, when I, I flew home specifically after bachelor in paradise, um, I flew home for about two weeks and, um, it, that was when they first really got exposed to it and it was kind of hectic. Um, and no one really knew how to handle it, nor did I really. 
Um, but, you know, as we've gotten to like spend more time with each other, obviously, and the years have passed, it's, um, it's become a little more normal, I guess. Um, but it was weird cause you know, obviously everyone's kind of been in the quarantine thing for the last year and it hasn't happened as much just because I haven't been around as many people, but over Christmas I was in Florida. Um, and you know, we like went, went out to eat a couple times and it, it like, it was just back to how it was before. It was just pretty crazy and, and hectic. And, um, it's, it's the whole thing's pretty wild for sure. You're like, Okay. And it is, it's different now, I guess. Like, you know, I mean, I always thought of it like, you know, it's different when you take pictures with people now. I mean, I'm not saying people shouldn't, I'm just saying like, it's a whole different level now because of COVID, you know? Yeah. Well, that, no, that, that is a really good point. Um, and I feel like I, I don't necessarily know how to handle it a lot of times because it's like, you want to be the nice guy and like take a picture with someone. Cause I'm super appreciative of people that are you know, nice, of nice to me and fans of me and, you know, watched me on the show and everything. And, um, but at the same time, like you want to be cautious of all of that other stuff. And so it's like, you know, if you say no or whatever, are people going to kind of go and say, you know, well, Connor's a, a dick and all that. Right. Um, so it kind of brings in a little weird dynamic there for sure. Are, are you ever like scared? Like when you say yes, Um, no, there was, so I've never had a bad experience with anyone that's like come up to me or anything, but there was one girl actually in Florida. Um, my brother and I, we went to watch the sunset on the beach and, um, a nice family came up and asked for a picture. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Of course. And there was like a group of girls sitting next to them and they had obviously had like quite a bit to drink. And, um, the one girl, like they, they had no clue I was on the bachelor or anything, which is totally fine. Um, but they just saw like people taking pictures with me and they were like, Oh, who is this kid? And the one girl like came up to me and started like grabbing my shirt and like my arm and was like trying to kiss me and stuff. And I was like, you need to like get away from me. Right. And that, that's like the one time where I was worried because she was like breathing all up in my face and everything. Like, please leave me alone. And it was um, like during COVID that this happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than that, though, I haven't really had any bad situations. I mean, I just feel like, you know, this is the world we live in. Everyone wants the picture. And I'm just like, that's just a whole different level of it now with COVID. Yeah. What about, so, you know, listen, you love love, like you said, so I don't doubt that you went on The Bachelorette, you know, life change, life experience, and for the right reasons. What about, you know, listen, it's come a long way from those early days. You know, why, like, do you really think most people go on? And I'm not, this is no shade. Like, do you think most people go on for love? Or is it like, like, what percentage do you think are really there for love versus that's Instagram a, followers? That's a good question. I'm curious what you would say, too. Um, but I'll tell you after you answer. Yeah. I, I think it's in no shade towards women that go on the show. I think more women that go on the show, there's a lot more opportunities after through social media and elsewhere to make a career of that. And so I think as a woman going on the show, it's much more lucrative to go on as a, a business move. Um, for a guy, at least a lot of the guys I've talked to, 
it seems like most of them hadn't seen the show or maybe seen a couple episodes. A sister or a friend nominated them or told them to go to a casting call. Um, and they didn't really know what they were getting into until they were there and then it all kind of happened. Um, and they've kind of found themselves in this social media world after and it can be pretty lucrative. So they've kind of just stuck with it and are doing it. So I feel like I would say like 75% of guys that go on, it's genuinely for like the experience and to find love potentially. Um, for the woman, I think it's more like 40 to 50%. Um, but I, I think it, it, to me, it seems like when I used to watch the show when I was younger, um, the, the love story just seemed a lot more genuine to me and I believed in it more. And I think after going on it and watching some seasons after, and then with like the change of how important social media is now and how you can make a career out of that. I, and I just don't know if I believe in the, the love story behind the scenes now, you know? So I don't know. I think it, the, the show has kind of changed for me a little bit, but I would say that those numbers, those percentages probably make sense to me. What, what would you say? I mean, it's interesting because I never thought about it like that, but I think that's a good point and that most women that go on the show, I would say like 98% watch it or have watched it, maybe even 99. And like, you're right. Like here I am starting by asking you about straight men watching The Bachelor, which is very stereotypical question of me to ask, but you know, no offense by that, of course, but you're right. So I mean, to that extent, you're probably right. I mean, I would have thought... Listen, I'm from New York, and because of what I do for a living, I speak to people from every reality show. So I just feel, I have a cynical view, like I'm a very happy person, love life. I just have a very cynical view of the world, you know? (laughs) But I've talked to other people that have been on it that say, I've talked to people that have been on it that have said, even if you go for social media, they're optimists and say like, once you're in the process, like you might do that after. And that's why you might've come in, but like they feel you still give yourself over to the process and you could easily fall even if you don't have that agenda. I, I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that for sure. Um, I think you just have to be open to the process when you go on it. But having said that, I just think the, you know, they didn't tell me, Hannah Brown was the bachelorette until about two hours before I met her. Um, Cause I met her on the live finale of Colton season. And, you know, I think that dynamic is just a little weird because you've basically already committed to this show to potentially fall in love with this person. And you have no clue who they are until you're like about to meet them in five minutes. Right. So I think that dynamic's a little weird and I've seen them, they've started to change that. They announced Claire well before her season. They announced Matt James before his season. And from what I've heard, I think they're going to announce the next Bachelorette before that season starts. So um, I, I think they're kind of starting to adjust to that a little bit and try and get people there that actually like want to meet this person and could see themselves dating this person, which, which is a good thing. Did they tell you it was anyone else? Or are they just, cause I've talked to people that have been told like a false person, like, like, oh, really? like if it was one season, I've heard people were told, Oh, it's Tyler. Oh, it's Connor. Like just people 
that it wasn't like a group, like eight, like group A was told one person. That's what I've heard, but they just didn't tell you anything. Interesting. No, they didn't tell me anything. Um, going through the process. I mean, I've been honest about this. They, when they ask you who you want to be the bachelorette, I would always say Hannah G and Kaylin. Um, and from what I picked up on amongst the other guys, that was, it seemed to be the consensus amongst everyone. But I will say, I thought it was cool because Hannah wasn't, Hannah Brown wasn't someone I would typically, you know, go for. Um, she wasn't really my type, but I did like her. Um, I think we, we got along and I think it was cool to like explore that and kind of get outside my comfort zone of what was normal to me or what my normal type would be. Um, but I mean that it kind of gets into like, maybe we'll talk about like the show dynamics and how little time you get with someone and everything, but it's just like a weird environment. Cause you think, you know, you're so in love with the person and you've only spent like two hours with them. Um, right. But it's just, it's just weird when you leave and kind of thinking back on it and like, did I actually like the person? Did I not? How was I really feeling? All that stuff. And it, quite frankly, I don't know if one can ever figure that out. It's just a weird, very weird environment. Would you have not gone that season if you knew it was Hannah Brown? Um, well, that, that's a good question. I mean, I think I still would have done it. Um, you know, it's a once in a lifetime experience. You don't know what can come of it. Um, you know, you might end up liking that person and falling in love with that person. And I think as much as it is uh, a journey for, you know, Hannah to find love, it's also a journey for every guy in that season to potentially find love and learn about themselves as well. Um, I mean, that's one thing I've talked about a lot. Like I think going in the show is a great experience to just learn more about yourself and kind of what you're looking for and what you want in a relationship. And as well, like kind of open up and get outside your comfort zone. And from, from that perspective, it was, um, you know, it was a great experience for me for sure. And I mean, it seemed like you really, you know, fell for Hannah or thought you did within that time period. Yeah. I mean, I, I really liked her and I was fortunate enough to have a one-on-one date very early on in the season. And so um, I felt like we had a pretty solid connection and like going into those first few weeks after that one-on-one date, I felt like I was, you know, kind of like a step ahead of everyone else, but you know, being on group dates the whole season, you kind of just slowly feel like you're falling behind. And then it reaches that point where you have fallen behind and there's not really any way to catch up. Um, But it's, it's just like the frustrating thing about the show is I was gone for a month and a half and I maybe spent four hours with Hannah over that whole time. And I was about to bring her home to my family too, which is crazy. And it's like, how am I going to bring this girl home to my family when I don't really know anything about her, right? Yeah. Uh, so that 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 part's kind of tough. And it was funny. I was just just catching up on the show from last night. And obviously they like canceled the cocktail party um, for that rose ceremony at the beginning. And it's like things like that. I just don't get why those things happen. You know, like even if, and to me, that's a, that's a production thing. It's Matt James isn't sitting behind the scenes saying, I want to cancel this cocktail party. I don't want to talk to them. 
Um, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not, I know who I'm going to send home. If you're the lead, if you're Matt, you want to spend as much time with these people as possible because you have to make a big decision at the end of potentially getting engaged and falling in love, right? So right. you want to get to know them. If you're one of the girls, you want to get to know Matt, you want that time. So that's like a production thing. And to me, that's super frustrating. So it's like when you see all these couples get engaged and then break up, it's like, well, you know, maybe this wouldn't happen if you give people enough time and like actually let them get to know each other more and get to know all the other people more. Um, so that, that stuff is super frustrating to me. I get it. I was on Millionaire Matchmaker. It's a Bravo show. I was technically the bachelor. It's the same. I mean, it was a different setup, but it was the same thing. I chose someone, but same thing. It was like dating on acid. And it's like, you can't know you're on that. It's a great show. I was, there was a season when they came to New York. It's like 10 years ago. And you can Google it. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link. Is it, on, uh, is it on Hulu or anything? Can I find it on Hulu? It's on Hulu, yes. Right, I'm going to watch it after this. I'll send you the link. And just remember, you had such a great time with me here. <laughs> so when you watch it and you're like, Jesus, that's not the same guy I just spoke to. <laughs> but, well, what if, like, to your point, but I'll send you a link. What if, to your point, like, you were the final one and Hannah proposed to you? Would you have said yes? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I think that that's one thing the environment you're in and I think you saw this with Dale and Claire there's a lot of pressure as you get towards the end and like I can't even imagine getting to that point the pressure I mean I felt a lot of pressure at the point I got out being even farther after you've met the families and everything I can't imagine what that's like so it's probably super stressful and whether you had hesitations or not I think you would still say yes um which to me is kind of what happened with Dale and Claire. Um, But I I liked Hannah. I think we would have, like, in those fantasy suites, you would get a lot more time with each other to actually, you know, get to know each other more and have that intimate time. So I think I, you know, if I felt like I was ready and I actually did like her, and especially after meeting the families, if my family liked her as well, then I think, like, yeah, for sure, why not? Um, but I would have, I think a lot of times people take it kind of lightly on that show, like getting engaged and stuff. And like, that's not something I want to take lightly. Like I only want to be engaged one time, hopefully. And, um, so I would definitely like give that a lot of thought beforehand for accepting it. I get it. I just think, I don't know, like in 2021, I just think they should just change the ending. Just like, okay, there's a final rose. I know there's lots of people that would disagree with me, but just go off into the sunset and figure it out. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Well, I, I think that's, so like Jojo and Jordan, they've been engaged for three years, maybe longer. And I think he reproposed to her pretty recently um, which I think that's super cool. I, I think the way you have to think about the show, and I know it's different for some people, but is it's more of like, I, I think that engagement to me is like a little bit of a looser engagement. And it's like, okay, let's go date. You know, like let's actually be in a relationship. Right. And, and you need to do that for a couple of years and then you can go get reengaged or get married. Right. Um, but uh yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's um, 
I think, I just think it's kind of sad. Like all these people get engaged and then they like break it off. I think it needs to like, you kind of have to let it foster a little bit more. Right. And especially, you know, if you're the lead, there's like five other people or more towards the end that you're in love with. Right. And so how are you going to automatically just wipe those away and say, I, I know I want to marry this person, right? Like you still probably have feelings for those other people, you know? Oh, I know I make it look so easy to bring you behind the Velvet Row podcast five days a week, but trust me, it's really not easy. Before I found Fiverr Business, I was all over the place. I was managing multiple freelancers that were so hard to track down and nothing was getting done. And I was spending so much time doing this. Fiverr Business has changed everything. They've given me access to an all-star team of super freelancers. And you get to manage all of these freelancers from one easy-to-use dashboard. I have turned to Fiverr Business for everything, graphic design, copywriting, social media. They really provide an all-star team of freelancers. If you have a business need, Fiverr Business can solve it. Again, you stop wasting time searching for talent. You leave it to Fiverr Business, and it really simplifies working with multiple freelancers. You set budgets, you manage projects, and this is all done with ease. Listen, collaborating online hasn't been this easy since ever. And right now, you can sign up for Fiverr Business absolutely free for the first year. You get one free year and you save 10% on your purchase of Fiverr Business with a promo code VELVET. Just go to fiverr.com slash business. That's fiverr.com slash business. And don't forget the promo code VELVET. It will simplify all of your freelance needs and change your life. So right. it takes time for those feelings to go away and for you to fully understand. And like, that's kind of what happened to Peter too. Like he got engaged to Hannah, realized that maybe she wasn't the right one, tried to go with Maddie. Now he's with Kelly. It's like, that's confusing. Um, so it's, yeah. it's like, you know, I think it takes time after the show's over, after the cameras are gone to where you can figure out like, okay, you know, I want to be engaged to this person. That makes sense. What about, are you shocked? Cause you mentioned Claire, you know, are you shocked that Claire and Dale have broken up? Uh, not, not really. Are, how do you feel about that one? I mean, I'm not shocked. Yeah, I know. So Mike and I, we, I only watched a couple episodes of Claire's season, Claire and Tasha's season. Um, and the one episode I watched was, I think when Dale and Claire got engaged and I think I might've watched one before that too. And she just kept talking about Dale. And, um, I, I remember I stood up from watching it with Mike and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done for the season. <laughs> I think I've seen enough. It's, it was just so, it was a really weird situation and no shade to like Claire or Dale, I mean, it's a, it's a weird environment to be in. And I can't imagine the, you know, pressures they felt from producers and stuff of like pushing them towards making that happen. But, um, seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring twenties. 
With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Do you ever ask yourself why are so many dogs suffering with health issues? Well, actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 1,600 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs, joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, says there's one place we can look to support any dog's health, their food. So she decided to create something she could actually feel good about feeding her dogs, and it's called Superfood Complete. Superfood Complete is the only food I use for the dog in my life, Doherty. Why? Because Doherty's health is so important to me. Doherty is so picky. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. But he loves this dog food. What do I love best about Superfood Complete? The fact that it's made with over 30 of the healthiest ingredients on the planet. But don't take my word for it. Go to badlandsranch.com slash velvet in order right now to get 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com slash velvet today. It's sandal season, and that's something I used to wait all year for. But now with the new Croc-style sandals, I embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. And you can too. I love Croc's new getaway sandals. With their new feel-free technology, they're so light and soft, it feels like you don't have shoes on at all. It's like walking on clouds. They're Brooklyn sandals. They're so stylish and sophisticated. They have a classic style and a modern simplicity. And let's not forget their new Miami sandals. They're an elevated silhouette and they have a slight lift, which I love. So thanks to Crocs, these aren't just sandals for a single season. You can wear them year-round. And that's what I love best about Crocs because being this comfortable transcends a single season or a single vacation or even a single moment. It's a mindset. Thank you, Crocs. And right now you get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code sandals20 at checkout. That's sandals20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Do you remember Tuesday, September 20th, 2016? Because we do. Because it's the day This Is Us premiered after more than 70 million of you watched our trailer and made our show go viral. I'm Mandy Moore. I am Chris Sullivan. And I'm Sterling Brown. We are your hosts of That Was Us, a rewatch podcast starting May 14th. Listen to our episodes wherever you get your podcasts, and you'll be able to watch our episodes on the That Was Us YouTube channel. I think you just got to get like you can't go into it and just latch on to one person you know you kind of have to let that one burn a little bit more and see you know what happens with it and actually get to know the person like she maybe spent eight hours with him by the time they got engaged and it's like how it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense and it's like you're there anyway so like even if you know you're gonna pick dale don't you at least owe it to yourself to take another four weeks? Like you're already given this platform, just write it out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess who, who knows if like they were pressuring her to get out of it because they wanted to bring Tasha in. My guess is that's probably what was happening a little bit, but still it just like, I just don't, it, I just don't get it. And I remember watching it and I think she went on a date with this guy named Zach and he tried to like kiss her. And she like pulled away and it was, it was really awkward to watch. 
And I remember seeing that and I was like, what in the world is, is going on with this show right now? This is so bizarre. Seriously. Uh, but I, I would be kind of annoyed if I was one of those guys that came on too and like she wasn't even giving me a chance or anything, was just so locked into one person. I mean, on, on Hannah's season, towards the end, we could kind of tell that she was really into Jed. It was, it was pretty obvious, <laughs> like just being there and kind of, you know, when she would look at him, you could, you, you just kind of knew she was going to pick him, but up to like that point through the group dates and everything, she was, she was great. She would give everyone equal like time and the same like energy and effort when talking to them. And I just, I felt like with Claire, you didn't really get that, but you know, at the same time, she didn't want to waste anyone's time of a full season. And if she, right. was, she knew she was just going to go with it, fortunately it didn't, didn't work out. And what do you think? Cause you just said like, you think producers were like, what? It's obvious that you like this one. Like you think they were pressuring her to just get off the show? Yeah, I I think they were probably doing it in, you know, th- this is why they're, they're good at their jobs, you know? Um, yeah. They were probably doing it in a way where it wasn't like you need, you need to leave and like go get engaged with Dale. But I think they were probably telling both sides different, like basically telling both sides what they wanted to hear. Probably telling Claire, like Dale said, you know, he's in love with you, blah, 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 all that. And like, that's hyping her up. And they're probably telling Dale, like Dale, she, she loves you. She said she would stop this whole thing today. If you, you know, wanted to do it and like get engaged or whatever. And like, when you hear that, you, you get that in your head and you just, you think about that. Cause in that environment, the only thing you're thinking about is the lead or the lead thinking about, you know, whoever they're interested in. And, um, I think as that fosters for a couple of days, it just escalates to eventually it's, it's a re it's a reality. You know, you kind of like think it into existence a little bit. Do producers like do that? Cause you got pretty far in your season. Like, did they do that? to you or they're like, you know, Hannah said this about you or vice versa or like with other guys. So would they say like this one's, you know, trying to start problems? Yeah, there, there's definitely some stuff like that. Um, I would say it was more so like drama amongst the guys, particularly with Luke P. There's a lot of like drama with him and, um, like that's I think that's why the drama would always escalate because you do these interviews with producers and like the interview would just be about Luke P just asking about Luke and eventually you would just get so sick of it because you'd be talking about this for an hour and you'd like you'd be more frustrated that you keep getting asked about him than actually being frustrated with him and that's when you'd say something like kind of little off the cuff a little bit that's a little little dicey and um, and then you kind of go back into the room and you just talk about Luke P for an hour and he's sitting there. You probably have a little like animosity towards him cause you're sick of hearing about him. And so I think that's why like the hostility towards him was escalated a little bit just because, you know, we were there to see if we liked this girl or not. We weren't there to talk about Luke for a month, but that's right. kind of what it turned into, you know? And like you said, they're very good at their job. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're, they are very good at it. And it's, it's like when you're in the situation, you don't really realize 
like what's going on. But I think as you, as you leave and you come home and you like reflect on the experience a little bit more. And I think as you watch future seasons of the show, you think back on it and you're like, huh, now I know what they're doing, <laughs> you know, like it kind of makes sense. There were some moments in the moment where I knew what was happening and I was just not having it. Um, particularly like right when I got sent home on Hannah season, there were some things that were said to me to try and get me to react a certain way. And I just shut that down immediately because it kind of pissed me off. Um, but like it, they're, they're good at what they do and they, you know, they've been doing it for a long time. So they, they know how to, how to do things well. Who said stuff to you? Producers. Yeah. They, uh, particularly like trying to get me to be a little more emotional um, in the moment. Obviously I was sad to be getting sent home. Um, Cause you know, no one wants to get sent home, especially when you've only spent like three and a half hours with the person. It's like, how do you even know if you, like me or not right right um so like that was kind of a bummer and like leaving all the guys and not being able to say bye to them was a bummer um but in an interview after there were some things said to me and it was clearly geared towards trying to get me to cry potentially and the second it was said to me it just pissed me off I was like no not talking about this like what things just like personal things in my life um things that I brought up earlier in the season and it was just like, this is, this has not literally nothing to do with what is happening right now. And clearly it was just brought up to make me emotional. Um, so that's, that's kind of why it just made me super mad. Right. It's like stuff you brought up to producers off camera mm-hmm. earlier <clears throat> and here it was. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Uh, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, like you can't, it, it's annoying going through that, but it's also kind of what you've signed up for. Um, so I get it from that perspective, but, you know, thinking back on it now, it's like, okay, well, I, you know, I know, I know what they're doing in a lot of these situations, right? Is that why, cause you said like, you know, you went in like loving love and, you know, now you said after you watch it, you know, you you listen, I get it. I, I watch all reality TV different yeah. than I would if I didn't have this job. So, I mean, you said that earlier in this interview, like, is that what it is? Like why you now, like you just look at this more with like a critical eye. Like, can you see things like, like what you just mentioned, like, Oh, the rose ceremony is canceled or cocktail party. Like that's not mm-hmm. Matt doing that. Like, can you tell when it's like, Oh, something must've happened behind the scenes or. Yeah. 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 It's like the different conversations that they've had behind the scenes and like, when, when girls are doing kind of chats with each other, you know, there's someone behind that camera kind of prompting you with questions and stuff. And so um, you just kind of see all these things that you wouldn't normally see as a viewer. And I was pretty naive to before going on the show, watching it. Um, but now after being on it, it's like you, you pick up on all that stuff for sure. But it's, it's funny, like Mike and I were watching, I haven't watched a ton of the show this season, but I think we were watching like the second or third episode and I hadn't even watched the first episode and I didn't know any of their names, but I called out the entire order of who got roses just based on like where the camera was pointing and who they had interviewing. Like I, I, you can, you can 
the, the show is very predictable. I could, you could tell who was going to get the next rose, who was, who was going to get sent home, all that stuff. So it's just very interesting. These things you kind of pick up on after being on it. Interesting. So you could like, you literally sat there and like your order was basically spot on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. <clears throat> wow. And we've, I've talked to other people before too, that say like the order, the roses are handed out is not the way it happens in real life. Like that's edited. Yeah. I think sometimes it, um, that definitely happens sometimes. Um, I can't, think specifically if that happened on our season but um i mean it makes sense it's just for yeah drama. i mean i think it, it just depends on like how the drama plays out so like victoria victoria girl i think she got the last rose in one of those episodes and right you no know, who knows she might have gotten called out in the middle but obviously she turned into like a big polarizing figure and you know it was that was kind of like the drama of the episode if she was going to stay or not. Right. And so totally. up towards the end, but on, on our season, I actually feel like they, they played, they played that into how the roses were handed out. So it wasn't really edited, but like when we were in Latvia, it was a big question if Luke P was going to get a rose. Right. Um, and I remember they called his name out last and the same with Scotland, they called his name out last. And that's how it actually played out on TV and how it played out in, in reality. What about, like, what's the best thing for you to come out of being on The Bachelorette? Is it your roommate and bromance with Mike? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would say that's, that's definitely one big thing, is just all the, the friendships and relationships you, you get to make. Um, and even just outside of the show, I mean, I've been able to meet so many amazing people that you know indirectly the bachelor has kind of opened me up to these people um so from a connection standpoint it's it's been incredible um and so so thankful for that but I think more so just like a kind of as a a springing off point like a life-changing point for me and learning a lot about myself and what I'm looking for and opening myself up to new experiences and um kind of just being more of an open person in general. It's been, it's been huge for me. I used to be kind of like a no man a little bit. but just like saying no to everything. And really? over the past year and a half, I've done some like pretty, pretty incredible things and experiences that I'll, you know, always remember. So super thankful for all that stuff. Are you ever, cause you know, like, okay, so like you're moving in, I mean, you live with Mike, you moved in with him, you guys are roommates, but you know, like, forget about the fact that that's like chatter, but I mean, like that was in People Magazine. Like, are you ever like the power of Bachelor Nation? Like all I'm doing is moving in with my friend. Like this is in People Magazine. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, are you ever, do you ever have like one of those, like, what's the big deal? Like, why are we in people over just living together? Like the power of Bachelor Nation, right? That's how I feel every time someone asks me for a picture or any of those articles or anything. And I say this to everyone. At the end of the day, I was just, at, I'm just a guy trying to find love, right? And I, I don't mean, I don't say that to like, for people to try and like relate to me or be relatable or whatever. Like, that's truly how I feel. I was, before I went in the shop, I was working in finance, just a normal dude, still a normal dude trying to potentially find love and I still am trying to find love. Um, but it's like, I didn't cure cancer, or 
save the world or anything, right? Like I didn't do anything that special. And so to get all this recognition from people for stuff, it's like, I'm super appreciative of it, but at the same time, I don't always like get it. Um, which is, is kind of funny to me, but, um, it, it is crazy. Like when all that stuff happens, the news articles and everything, um, it's, it's all pretty crazy and it still, still is for me. What about what's the best thing about Mike as a roommate and what's the worst thing? <laughs> um, let's see. Best thing. He's, um, he, he's very motivational. And I think that's, that's one of the things like we were roommates on the show, every place we traveled to. And it was, if you think about it, we were kind of like a weird dynamic together. I was the youngest guy in our season. He was the oldest guy in the season. Um, I think Mike is viewed as a little more outspoken of a person, even though he'll claim, which I think is incorrect. He'll claim that he's an introvert. That's just not true at all. I'm more introverted. So like the two of us together, we seem kind of like opposites of each other, but we match very well together. And I think our, our goals and values are similar and like our business goals and everything. And so from that standpoint, like he's very motivational. He's always on top of what he's doing. And um, is always like looking for that next idea and like our kind of goals in life are very similar. So that's been awesome for me. Downsides every morning when he wakes up, he screams as loud as he can. And it doesn't matter if I'm in my room, I'm sitting on the couch. It always scares the shit out of me. And I, I like jump cause it's, it's like a, Mike's got a loud scream. He's got a very loud, like yell. And that always just shocks me. Um, so it's always a bit of a wake up call in the morning when, uh, when that happens and I still haven't gotten used to it. So what does he scream? Just that he's like alive and is, it's another day to face. Yeah. He just, he just goes like, Woo! And like 10 times louder than me, but it is so loud and it scares me. And one time to get back at him for this, I bought an air horn. Um, cause I can't scream as loud as him. So, you know, I bought this air horn and for about a week I would, you know, he'd be sitting on the couch to come up behind him and blast the air horn right by him. It was so funny. It's actually, I was watching the video of it, uh, last night. I might post that on social media or something, but it's, uh, you know, I, I, that's been fun with him is just, we're both kind of like pretty easygoing, funny guys. And I think that's stuff you don't really get to see in the show. Um, but we like mess around with each other a lot and like pull pranks in each other. And, um, it's all, all fun. And especially during COVID, right. Where everyone's kind of trapped at home more or less. Yeah. 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 And we were talking about it too. We were like, you wish we had done this like a year ago, you know, would have been a great time to like move in with each other and have all this fun a year ago when we had to be kind of locked inside. Right. But um, it's been great since we've kind of moved in with each other since October. Had a lot of fun. How do you decide who got the bigger room? Well, that that is a great question. I'm curious how this decision was made because Mike got here first on the move-in day. And I, I walk in and the master bedroom is already taken. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I uh, missed the um selection process for that one but it was uh kind of taken without any notification 
you missed the memo of whoever got there first. Yeah, yeah. I guess I missed that that memo, but uh, you know, all all good. Do you guys ever like bump heads as far as like being interested in the same type of woman? No, and that's the best part. We have completely different tastes in women, um, which works out really well. We've never bumped heads on any of that stuff, which is um, which is great. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm uh, I'm still still single. So if you know anyone out there, um, I'm I'm still looking. I was going to say, well, first of all, when this airs, I'm sure people will be. I mean, do people slip into your DMs a lot? Yeah, pretty, pretty frequently. I am. And Mike is the same way as me. We, we don't really enjoy social media. And I think it might not seem like that if you like look at our pages and posting stories and whatever, but neither of us like love doing stuff on there. Um, So, you know, I, I rarely respond to messages from people. Um, You know, I appreciate it. I usually see them, but I, I don't know what it is. I just don't really respond. But at the same time, it's like, I don't really know how you meet people nowadays, right? Because it's, you know, you can't really meet people out that much. So um, technology is kind of the way you have to do it. Um, so I think I need to open myself up to that a little bit more. Well, I mean, yeah, listen, it's overwhelming to respond. I think like mm-hmm. I respond to everyone, just whether it's sliding into the DMs or not. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I think I just need to not respond to anyone. Like, cause you just, you just can't physically. Like I'm at the yeah, point of like really toppling over of like, I just have to stop responding to every single person. Cause I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. That's a really good point. And what I've struggled with is like, if you respond to one message, um, then it's kind of like, it's the expectation that you'll keep responding. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of people in there usually on a daily basis. And so um, it's a lot to keep up with. And I just think like mentally for me, and I think for a lot of people, just being on social media less than more is good for you. And so I just try and kind of create that space for myself. I would agree with that. Don't you at least though, so like, okay, you don't respond, but don't you at least say, okay, who's this? Oh, wow. She's cute. Like maybe like every now and then if one interests you. I would say most people I'll, I'll click for sure. I'll click in their profile and look. I, that's one thing. Any, anyone that slides into someone else's DMS, I would recommend that you not have your profile on private. Um, yeah. Like, I just, I don't know, you know, and it's not like a superficial thing of, you know, I want to see if you're attractive or not, but like, you want to see what someone looks like or like who you're talking to. Like if you, just, if you send me your phone number and I click on your profile and I can't see anything about you and know nothing about you, the odds of me doing anything with that message or responding or using the phone number are zero, you know? So it's like if you're on a dating app and there's a profile, just a blank profile picture versus someone that has a picture, you're going to, you're going to be more likely to swipe on the one that has the picture, right? Cause you actually totally. like, you know, you're not being like catfished or something. So I, I don't know. I, that's something that confuses me. People that slide in, it's like, you got to use your head a little bit and you know, 
Have you ever answered someone who slid into your DMs? Um, yeah, I've, I've answered some people. Yeah. What is your type of woman? My type of woman? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's... Um, I, I don't know if I necessarily have a type, and I'm appreciative of the bachelor for showing me that if you looked at the girls I dated historically they're mostly like blonde blonde hair blue eyes like that is typically it but Hannah was not that Hannah Brown was not that Kaylin from Paradise was not that um so they were very different from each other and different from my normal type but I was very attracted to both of them and then Whitney um who I left Paradise with she was different from that type as well. I think historically I've been like attracted to that blonde hair, blue eyes, kind of like athletic type. Um, but really I think I've realized it's more of a personality thing for me now. Um, Cause I've gone on dates with people that fit that type for me and I'm just not, just end up not being attracted to them. And I, I really think it is like the personality thing that's missing. So blonde hair, blue eyes. So you must have been very and sporty. You must have been very attracted to Rachel Bradshaw when you went on a date with her. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. Um, We've had Rachel on our show. It was before. Oh, it was before you were on the show, so we did not bring you on. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah. She. So that whole thing was crazy. Um, that seems like it was forever ago, but it really wasn't that long. Um, I had no clue what I was getting myself into with that. And like when they first called me about it, I didn't even know, you know, who the girl was or who the family was or anything was just like, you know, we have this girl, we think you might hit it off with her. Um, Let's see if you want to go on a blonde date, but yeah, I mean, she, she was really cool and she definitely kind of fit that type. I think both of us realized we were at different places in our lives, I guess. Um, you know, she's a bit older than me and she's a great girl and, um, all that. But like I was moving to Austin as well and kind of on a different path at the moment. Um, you know, I definitely want to find that person for me, but I don't think she was it. And I think she would say the same thing. Did anyone famous, cause listen, there's lots of fans of the bachelor out there. Did anyone famous ever slip into your DMs? Um, there's, there's been some people, there's been some people for sure. I can't, I'm not going to out anyone on that, but, uh, I was going to say like, like who? Hey, there, there's been, there's been some people. I will say this girl hasn't slid into my DMS, but, um, Zendaya, I think Zendaya is gorgeous and I would love to go on a date with her for sure. Let's put that out there in the universe. Put that one out there. Let's put that one out there. Is she like your number one right now? Like if you could think of like everyone in the public eye, like she's the first one that comes to mind. Um, probably. She's probably been the first one to come to mind for a little while. Um, I used to say Gigi Hadid, but now that she's dated uh, Tyler, I don't know if I can, you know. She's already, you know. Right. right, you can't. What about, I mean, you know, she's also married and has a child, but besides all that, yeah, she's had a moment. She- yeah, she's married to Zane and uh Oh. Okay. Um her, right? Isn't that who she's married to? She's married to somebody. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's Zane. What about what's Demi Lovato like to hang out with? 
<laughs> um, <laughs> Mike would love to hear this right now. Um, I don't know. I never, I never hung out with her. So I don't, I don't know. Um, she did acknowledge me on the phone once though. So that was pretty cool. That's not bad. Yeah. Not, not bad at all. Do you notice how I just like to slip that one in there? Yeah. You, you did slide that one in there. Did you, did you ask Mike that? Oh, I asked Mike all about Demi Lovato. What did, what did he say? You know, listen, Mike is a gentleman, so I didn't expect to get so much out of him, but (laughs) I was like, throw, somebody throw me something, like just a little <laughs> something. Uh, well, I, yeah, I don't know how much, like he, I don't really know much about it, to be honest. He, he is, um, he keeps a lot of that stuff close to the chest, which I appreciate because um, he's not trying to like flex on anyone or anything about that, which I think is super cool. But, um, you know, we were in, we were in uh, Toronto, I think after the show for this um, event and Mike and I were in an Uber going back to the hotel and she, she acknowledged me on the phone. So that was, that was super cool. What? Like I I wasn't, I wasn't dating Demi Lovato. So I thought it was really sweet because obviously I know who Demi Lovato is. Um, But yeah, that was, that was cool for sure. What? Like Mike's phone rings and you say, Oh my God, let me answer this. Like Mike's phone. No, no, uh, I think, she she was on the phone or something and uh was like oh i'm with he was like i'm with connor she's like oh hey connor it's like oh didn't even know you knew me (laughs) this is cool (laughs) so yeah you know that's a proud proud friend moment right there listen she's a fan she's a fan of the bachelor i know yeah and if i asked you could you name one demi lovato song okay Hear, hear me out on this. I'm not good with artists and the song names. And I will say I'm a big Pandora guy. I don't even have Spotify. I get a lot of crap for using Pandora still, but um, I'm trying to think, cause I used to, I, I was growing up when Camp Rock was uh, a, a thing on the Disney channel. And I know there was one song with the Jonas Brothers and her, I forget the name of it, but that it was a good one. It was a good one. I forget the name. What about this season? So like you mentioned, like, so we talk about like people that are there for the right reasons. I mean, was, could Victoria have been there for the right reasons? Um, <laughs> I mean, we're all talking about her. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. That, that whole situation is really weird. Um, and I, I didn't see, I just saw one episode of her kind of like going off on people, but um, she, you know, she spoke her mind. I, I think, I think there's a big difference in the delivery of what people say. So someone like Victoria, she was just kind of speaking her mind and for sure it might be more considered bullying or um, she was in the wrong, but like, you know, my roommate, Mike, on our season, he called people out as well. He called Cam out. He called Luke P out. Um, but it's really like whoever fans side with and how those people are portrayed. And now I'm not trying to compare Mike to Victoria because it's a different situation. And I don't want Mike to come back and get mad at me for that. But I will say that, like, 
it, it's a lot of times it's the delivery that's different. On our season, Luke P, in what he said to Hannah at the end of the season, it wasn't really any different than what Maddie said to Peter on, their, on his season. But people loved Maddie. People hated Luke. And it was all on the delivery, for sure, 100% the delivery. And so I think her delivery was just not good. And it was the repeated not great delivery. And, like, you know, as she kept doing it, and girls kind of started disagreeing with her in the viewers' eyes. The viewers hated her. And so I yeah. feel bad for Victoria from the standpoint of like she's probably gotten a lot of hate for all of that stuff. And like I know she I think I heard she like deleted her social media for a bit, which is is sad that stuff like that happens because I can't imagine, you know, the messages she was receiving. But um I think you kind of have to be cognizant of that stuff going on in the show. Like you can't just just let it rip, whatever you want to say. You kind of have to like censor yourself a little bit and think about the potential repercussions of it because it it's so much more than just going on TV and trying to find love. Like this is going to live with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. And I think people need to, to realize that when you go on. And anyone, like I know some people that might be going on this next season of The Bachelorette and like that's what I tell them every day I'm like you know yeah it's a great experience but like this is going to live with you forever so and especially with social media um you just be careful you know I but she definitely deleted her social media at least for a minute I don't know if she's back on but my whole thing is like how could you not I mean I'm not saying she deserves hate I'm just saying like how could you not have expected it yeah, well, that that's the thing, too. I think I, uh, I was listening to an interview, and she she was saying that, like, she was just confused why people were mad at her, like, hating on her. She's like, this is how I talk to my friends at home, blah, blah, blah. Like, really? Talking you're like, like that? you're like, that's not helping your case. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think you just got to own it at a certain point and be like, hey, I messed up. Um, I shouldn't have said that stuff. And I think there's like more situations than just hers of people on this season and in past seasons that have gone through stuff. It's like, you just got to own it. Be like, Hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I I wasn't mature enough, whatever. I'm working on it. I, I apologize. Right. But people like people, people always fail to take accountability for that stuff. Um, and they think that they're always right. You know? And what about, well, these people that you say you know that are going on the next season of The Bachelorette, are these people from the past, Bachelor Nation? <laughs> no, 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 no. These are, these are new people that um, we've roped into potentially going on this new season. So I love it. Brought them in, yeah. What about any thoughts on, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but like the rumors now that Katie's the next Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I think it's interesting. So there's, there's a couple of reasons I think it's interesting. One, when that first kind of got leaked or whatever, I was looking at some reactions to it and it seemed like there were pretty mixed feelings on it. And one thing I would say is every season the producers do this, they're like, Oh, who do you guys want to see as the next bachelorette or the next bachelor? And they make it seem like the audience is involved in it they could care less what the audience says. I'm going to be completely honest. No one, I highly doubt anyone wanted 
Hannah Brown to be the Bachelorette. And I think when she was announced, there was a lot of people saying negative things about that. Same with Peter, same with Claire, same with Matt James. If, if you look, there's a trend. The producers are going to do whatever they want and choose whoever they want, no matter what people say. So like people wanted Mike to be the bachelor. People wanted Tyler C to be the bachelor. They chose Peter. They're going to, they're going to choose the person that they can like fit a storyline around and feel like is going to kind of give them what they want. Right. So yeah. I think from that standpoint, the producers probably like Katie a lot and um, whether or not she's like the fan favorite at the end of the season, they're going to pick someone that, you know, they, they think they can build a show around and is more interesting than just an attractive person physically um, actually has like a personality and substance to them. And it seems like she, she does. I didn't get to see, I would, I didn't finish the episode from last night. So I didn't get to see the, the, the one-on-one date, but it, it, I mean, it looks like she's a pretty cool girl. And I know from the, the parts that I did see earlier on in the season, she, you know, she kind of stands up for herself and, um, but is like nice and respectful about it as well. So I think uh, if she is the bachelorette, I think she'll, she'll be great. Like you can see it. Like you think there could be truth to that rumor. I, oh, I think it's true for sure. hundred percent. Um, I don't know who else they would possibly pick, to be honest. I feel like Katie from the clips I have seen has gotten a very good edit this season and more so than anyone else that's on the show. I mean, pretty much every moment you see of her is very positive. Even the negative parts that she's in, she's always kind of spun in a positive light. And um, I just think she has, like, she's she's more than just, like, a good-looking girl. She, she has, like, a personality to her and um, speaks her mind, and that's kind of what they want. They don't, you know, they want someone that they can make a TV show about, right? Right. Not, uh, not just like a good looking person that girls are just going to want to go on dates with. So, or guys are just going to want to go on dates with. So I think, um, I, I think she'll be, she'll be good if it's her, but I, I would, my best guess is that it will definitely be her. I kind of think so too. Like where there's smoke, mm-hmm. there's fire. Like when there's a rumor it usually comes true in bachelor nation. Yeah. And I, I saw that she, she posted like a story an Instagram story or whatever saying that, you know, it was news to her or something, you know, they're, they're going to throw you off until they feel like they're ready to announce it, you know? So, um, I, I think you're totally right where there's smoke, there's fire. I would be surprised if it's not her. Um, and if it's not her, I don't really know who else it would be. I can't really think of anyone from a past season that would be good. Um, and I can't really think of anyone else from this season that would be good, at least from the people I've seen that like might be fan favorites or whatever. So um, I don't know. I mean, if, if Tasha hadn't been the bachelorette last season and Claire actually had a full season, I would probably have said Tasha would be at this season. Um, but since Tasha's not, Tasha's taken now. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's definitely me, Katie. I think you're right. What about the fact that people are now saying, I don't know if you saw this, that like 
So they found stuff in Rachel's past where like she's had like racially insensitive. I, I don't know if it was tweets or on Instagram or TikTok or neither of those, but something on social media. And Matt has now made a statement about like, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, like we all have things in our past and just let's see how mm. this plays out. And now it's very paraphrased, but now there's people saying, well, he just gave it away. Like, you know, like ABC would minimize her maybe if there was all these yeah. things. And the fact that Matt's making a statement, well, that's pretty obvious now. Everyone thinks that she's the final person. Hmm. I, I didn't, when did Matt make that statement? Recently, like okay. within the past, well, within the past like week or two or three, okay. it was some, and it was from Matt. Now, whether it was from ABC, wrote it and gave it to Matt, but mm-hmm. it was something that said along the lines of like, you know, these are great women and we just let's see how it all plays out and everyone should have a chance to explain their story. That's all it said. It didn't really condone. It's just, I mean, I could see the argument that if Rachel wasn't going to go far, why is Matt making a statement? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I would say that that's kind of a giveaway, but even watching it, I mean, I, you can kind of pick up that she's going to win. It's just the way she's shown like I'm, I'm a very like analytical visual kind of guy. And so I don't know if I have like a photographic memory or whatever, but there's certain scenes and like clips you can see of people where it's like, okay, this person's going to win for sure. And like the music that's played when they're talking to, to Matt or whatever, like it, it all, it, it's all very calculated and there's like a reason. And I think it's because psychologically it gets you to, to like a certain person and feel like they're, right for Matt or whoever, but I can, from watching it, you can kind of see that Rachel's going to win. At least that's, that's my opinion. Um, I feel like maybe they've changed the editing a little bit to like move her out because of stuff that's come to light um, and kind of focus on other people. But what I found that's interesting, and I think there's some truth to this is like when they announced Claire as the bachelorette, there was a lot of backlash. People weren't happy. Um, all that. And then we went into the quarantine and it was still going to be Claire. I think when the producers realized that they've made a mistake or um, there isn't going to be as much hype around a certain situation or a certain season as they thought there was going to be, then they try and move the attention to the next season. And so what I mean by that is like when they announced Claire um, backlash, they announced Matt before the season even started filming. And I think it was because they kind of knew like that season wasn't going to be as loved as other seasons. And it, I think from, I don't know what the ratings were, but versus Hannah's season and that season, I think there was probably a pretty big difference. Um, And I think that's, kind of what you're going to see with this season seems like there's now some external issues and drama. Um, and I think they're going to announce it looks like Katie probably sooner than the season's going to be over to start bringing more attention to her versus the negativity surrounding um, kind of the other external issues. I could see that. I mean, that was announced right away. Yeah, yeah. 
And this whole Katie thing, I think, is coming early on for any speculation. So is she? Is she like the end of the the episode last night? Is she still on it at that point? Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah. No, Katie is gone. Oh, so she got sent home last night. She is gone. Okay. Huh. Oh, I. I mean, I'd be surprised if they don't announce it like today. To be honest. Wow. Maybe they won't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not that in the know. But I was like, okay. I mean, I. I. You know, listen. I. I think you're right. I think it's going to be her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would be sur- really surprised if it's not her. I. Uh, I. To me, she kind of has similar characteristics as Hannah Brown had, and I mean, historically, the show would pick someone within the top four. Um, but I think they've kind of thrown out those old rules or whatever in more recent seasons. And I think so. You know, you see him picking, I mean, Claire was in the top four in the season she was in, but she was from a while ago. Matt was never on the show. Um, Hannah Brown was, I think she got seventh. Um, I don't know what place Katie got, but it seems like it's not like 10th or whatever. So um you know, I think they're kind of throwing that stuff out and picking less of like fan favorites and more people that they feel as though they can build a show around. I mean, if you think about it, if you really are not there for love and you're really there for everything else, you really should just, if you're a woman, you should take your bachelor experience or if you're a man, you should take your bachelorette experience and really think of it as an, as an audition for the main spotlight. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think most people do to be honest, but no one would admit that because um, you don't want to be that person. That's just there to be the bachelor or bachelorette, you know? Um, I like, I think most people, especially later in the seasons, I would say that stuff is always in your mind. And I think more people, for a lot of people, it's more front and center than others, but you definitely get caught up in like the love story that you're currently in as well you do i i would agree and then when it doesn't work out you're like you know what guess what when you are get that call for the main role you i think are over that love story within 30 seconds <laughs> yeah 100 100 i mean that's it was never really something that was on my mind when i was done with the bachelorette i came back and i think within three days of being home I got a call about being on paradise and you know, yeah, I was like sad about the bachelorette and actually I don't even think I've told many people this, but like I got sent home and you know, I'd spent three and a half hours with this girl with Hannah and was like, this is stupid. Like, how are you, you know, give me a chance. Right. It's so I know on past seasons they've let people come back and like, go to so-and-so's hotel room or whatever, whatever, and like see him. And I knew that they were doing the hometown dates in LA or they were going around the country, but they all met up in LA after. And I was like, guys, let me like, let me go on a date with Hannah in, in LA while you guys are out there. Like, you know, you have nothing to lose. And they, they ended up turning that down. So I was kind of bummed about that, but they, um, they like called me about paradise pretty quickly after I got home and, uh, you know, I was obviously super excited for, for that situation. I think that's a weird thing about the show is like, even though you get very emotionally invested in these relationships that you're in, 
you also move on quickly. And I don't think it's like, I think when people see that on TV, they, they, there's like a weird feeling about it. And it's almost like, well, you know, so-and-so probably didn't even like this person or whatever. Um, but you kind of have to move on quickly or else you're going to have a miserable experience with it, you know? Yeah. And so like when Kaylin was hanging out with her on paradise for a bit, when she left with Dean, I was super sad. Like I remember that night I ended up crying for a little bit. And like, that was the first time I broke down in the show. Cause I was just like, this was going so well for me. I thought like this was, this was it for me. And then to just have it like taken away completely out of my control was pretty devastating. And so the next day I was pretty, like pretty miserable, not very fun to be around. And then I ended up leaving and then they kind of sent Whitney to come find me and, and all that stuff happened. And so that completely like changed my, my attitude and outlook on everything and kind of like completely forgot about the other stuff. So I feel like you, like you're saying, like you move on quickly. And especially if you're getting the call of like, Hey, you know, might be interested in you being the bachelor or the bachelorette. Like you're gonna be pretty fired up about that one. Before we move on to your wellness business and then wrap up, what about you? Like if you got the call, would you say, yes, here I come, I'm going to be the bachelor. Um, I don't know. I, that's, that's a good question. And I've thought about that a little bit. Um, I think nowadays, I don't know if it's as enticing to me. Um, like, like I was saying, I think if there's more leeway into, okay, Connor, you know, we're not going to cancel cocktail parties. We'll give you an equal chance to get to know everyone. Um, we won't make decisions for you, all that stuff. Then, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's more interesting to me. Um, the issue is there's probably a lot of guys and girls that would be the bachelor, the bachelorette with out any conditions like that. They would just do it, which is understandable. I mean, it's a great experience and it opens up lots of opportunities, but for me, like I've achieved a lot of stuff that I've wanted to achieve from a career standpoint going on the show. I don't think I'm going to gain. Sure. You know, you gain, you get more Instagram followers or whatever, but like, that's not, to me, that's not as enticing because I don't enjoy social media and I've learned that over the last two years. So it's like, I genuinely want to find the person for me. If I'm going to go on it. And so I want to have the full opportunity and chance to do it. Um, whereas other people, I think there's, you know, there's opportunities outside of just finding love, I guess, that make it more enticing. So I don't know. We'd have to, we'd have to think about it for sure. And when you say make decisions for you, do you mean like canceling cocktail parties or you mean like they actually will say, don't let Victoria go home. She's causing drama. Don't let this one go home. I mean, that, that stuff I'm not as uh, concerned about. It's like, you know, I'm sure from, I'm sure you can probably figure out pretty early on like 10 or so people that you want to get to know better. Um, so if they want to keep around so-and-so for a while and that's that's totally fine I understand they have to make a tv show but like the stupid drama that they create of like hey yeah Matt said he knows what he wants to do tonight and he canceled a cocktail party like come on I right. like if you think about it a little bit you know that Matt didn't cancel a cocktail party he's not that stressed out like he's living in this nice mansion in 
this resort and like probably has people doing whatever he wants them to do for him. So like the only thing he has to focus on is this. So he can't be that stressed. Right. So it's like situations like that, like, come on, you know, it would have been nice to have that time with people. And then even like the first night at the mansion, um, at least for our season, it wasn't just like a free for all of, yeah, you can go talk to hand whatever you want. It's like very controlled and totally understand that there's what, like 30 guys there that need to talk to her. And so it's kind of hard to fit everyone in, but I feel terrible for the guys that got sent home in our season that didn't even get a chance to speak with her. It's like, look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously. And six, one, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Why, why'd you even have me here if, if you're not going to let me talk to her, right? It's just kind of, kind of stupid. So it's situations like that where it's like, all right, why don't you give everyone an equal chance, at least up to a certain point, like give it a few weeks or something, and then you know, the lead can pick people that they want to spend more time with. Right. And that's, that's how I think it should be more like that. I would agree. So talk to me about your business that you're not sure you want to leave to be the bachelor, which is great. That means you're not a fame whore and you have like a real business (laughs) you're trying to like run. I appreciate that. Well, actually, interestingly enough. um, So I, I started that business, let's say September, October of 20, um 2018 and we officially launched March or no sorry 2019 we officially launched March of last year um and ran it for basically that whole year and got an email um right before Christmas of this last year of a couple guys that were interested in purchasing it and um stars kind of aligned there and everything worked out and ended up selling the business right before Christmas so um, that was super exciting. It's pretty cool to say well, I'm 26 and started and sold a business successfully. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty pumped about that one, but we're already on to the next, uh, next venture. So we're, uh, we're working on a hydration drink right now. Um, we're, uh, probably going to launch that in about a month, month and a half. Um, so pretty, pretty pumped about that one. So we'll, uh, Keep you keep you updated. We'll send you some stuff once we, we have that one ready to go. Please send me some. And maybe you'll just keep starting businesses and selling them. That's not a bad life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, that's that's the thing. I think a lot of people go on the show and, um, you know, pursue this Instagram career. And they uh, kind of stay in that whole Bachelor universe. Um, yeah. And it, just in thinking about my life and like, it's like, I don't want to be remembered as Connor S from the bachelorette. Right. You know, I think there's a lot more to me. And, um, before I even went on the show, my goal was to start a business and I did that after. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of things that I want to achieve and I don't just want to, I guess, kind of wait around for, you know, the bachelor franchise to call me and ask me to be the bachelor or be on paradise again or whatever. And so, um, I'm just going to do me and, be successful in what I want to do. And 
that I think, makes sense. I think when you do that though, it's, it's tough because you kind of got to go, go all in with it. Um, and I think that's kind of been the tough transition for me is like you I think there's always a part of you that's like, well, you know, I'd love to go on paradise again and like give that another shot or whatever. Cause you know, I'm like, I was saying before, I'm like the hopeless romantic guy. I want that fairy tale love, you know, and it's like almost tasting it that last time with, with Kaylin and then Whitney, which unfortunately didn't work out, but like tasting it, but not getting the full thing. It just like naturally makes you want to come back for more, unfortunately. Um, so I think there's always going to be that part of me that's like, well, you know, what if I did go on again? Like maybe I'll find that person. Right. Um, but then you kind of have a conversation like we've just had and you realize, well, maybe that's not a good idea, you know? So I don't know. But like from like a business point of view, you're paid something, right? To go like the longer, I mean, like forget about if you win or whatever, but like, aren't you just paid? So like the, is it like the longer you're there, the more you get paid? Yeah. So basically you get paid X amount per day. Um, I mean, it's not like a life changing amount or like a yearly salary, but it's, it's good for the amount of time that you're spending there, I guess, and basically not doing anything, right. You're just, you know, you're getting paid to find love, I guess. If, like, what is it like a thousand dollars a day? Um, I think it was like, I want to say it was like th- I think most people's like three hundred dollars a day, something. Let me see. I think so that's, that's not. Sound- that's not bad to like party and try to find love. Yeah, and for me, I you know I flew in the day filming started for Paradise, and they ended up keeping me in a hotel for ten days before they even sent me in. So I was getting paid for ten days of just sitting in a, a room. Now I will say it wasn't fun. It was almost like a nice prison in a way. Um, cause you're just like sitting there as in Mexico There's right. nothing on TV that I could watch really besides hoarders, which is not the show you want to watch for 10 days straight. That's pretty depressing. Um, and like had to order room service, couldn't leave the room, all of that. But you know, at the same time was, was getting paid for it. So but like 300 a day, that's not so bad. Yeah. Anything before we wrap up, you'll have to come back on. I could talk forever, but as we run oh, out of time. Same, yeah, yeah. Because, man, I could literally talk forever. Anything else you want to cover? I feel like I always have my own agenda, but, like, is there anything else I didn't bring up that you would like to discuss? <sighs> feel free to plug anything away that you would like. Um, yeah, not, not that I can think of. Um. You know, I, I think the biggest thing for anyone listening that watches reality TV or The Bachelor, I would just caution you to think about the fact that everyone on the show and on these shows is a human. And um, I think a lot of times people almost dehumanize all the people that go on reality TV and almost think of them as a, a character in a movie or something. Um, and I would suggest not sending mean messages to people or commenting mean things in their photos or whatever, um, cause people are going to see it and I would just put yourself in their shoes and think about, you know, how you would feel if you were receiving those messages. Um, and the other thing too, is like, I, I would, 
you know, you kind of have to, and I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything right now, but I think for anyone that goes on reality TV, you're really putting yourself out there and putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation that a lot of people would not normally do um, because they're fearful of, you know, what they would be like on TV and being in that stressful situation and all that. And so, um, you know, just keep in mind that like, these people are doing something that a lot of people wouldn't normally do. And um, you kind of have to respect, give them at least a little bit of respect of putting themselves out there like that. And, um, you know, just, just don't, don't be mean to people. Let's all be nice people out there. Um, We're all humans. That's, that's probably my biggest thing. And a lot of it's in the edit. So, you know, people say whatever, but you know, like the people you're being mean to, you truly don't know them. Right. Yeah. And and that's the, like with Luke on our season, um, coming off of our season, I can't imagine the messages he received. And, um, you know, I'll be honest, like I was probably a part of fueling that fire a little bit because I, I gave it to him a little bit on the, the, uh, the mental all. And, um, but like at the end of the day, he's not a terrible person. You know, he's not this like mean dick walking around being mean to women um, and all of that. I think he was on, on the show. And I think this is fair for a lot of people. You're kind of naive to the situation and, you know, any, any like lapses in maturity that might be there those will be shown for sure. And I think someone like him, he got thrown into a pit kind of early with stuff that happened. And, um, you know, he was probably easily talked into doing things and, um, that kind of showed through and obviously editing and everything made him look like a terrible person. Now he wasn't the best person on the show, but I don't think he's a terrible person. I think he's probably a pretty, pretty good dude. And I think seeing him after the show too, and like kind of following him on social media and seeing what happens. He, you know, he's not out there like promoting products and stuff on Instagram or anything. He's like, you know, he's like committed to this life of fitness and CrossFit. And, you know, that's not my thing necessarily, but I have a lot of respect for it because he's, you know, you can tell he's a very driven human being and like has goals and wants to do stuff. He wasn't just there to get famous or whatever. And so, um, I, I have a lot of respect for him from, from that standpoint. And my whole thing, and then we really will wrap up is like, I don't know, like the whole social media thing, like how long, and I'm not being critical. I just like, to your point, like how long could it last? There's so many seasons. There's so many people in bachelor nation. Like how can this, like, you know, you have a business, you have a real nine to five job, whatever it is. Like that's something that you control like social media. There's so many people in bachelor nation. I, I don't really understand how it's yeah. sustainable. That's just no, me. with, with a few exceptions. I mean, you know, if you're Matt James or the bachelor and then you're dancing with the stars and then you're whatever, that's a whole different story. Yeah, no, you're, you're so right. And that's kind of been my thinking the whole time is like, this is great, right? Have all these followers on social media. I, you know, Mike and I are very rational about the whole thing. It's like, let's, let's make the most of this while we have it. But we also both realize that this isn't going to be here forever. And like, who knows, this might not be here a year from now. 
or six months from now or whatever. And I think at the same time too, you know, having like a million followers on Instagram or social media accounts now is almost like average if you're an, an influencer. Yeah. And so um, I think with like the influx of TikTok and all these Gen Z kids and how big social media is to them, it's not that like big anymore to have, you know, 500,000 followers or whatever. You kind of, you kind of just like fit into the pack a little bit more. And so um, that's been my thinking the whole time is like, this is great. And I'm going to use this platform while I have it and like try and get to where I want to be from a business perspective. But I'm totally aware that like, this isn't the answer to getting me to where I want to go in life. And so I kind of just have to go back to where I was before the show even. And like, what did I want to do then? Let's like get back to that and let's, let's build a business. Let's start a business. Let's get into the stock market. Let's do all these things that we were doing before and like get to that, that point in our life. I mean, my goal and Mike will tell you the same thing. I don't know if he did before, but my goal is I have like a certain dollar amount of money I want to reach by the time I'm 35 and I want to delete all of my social media and just disappear, you know, hopefully have a wife and start a family and, um, just go enjoy life. You know, I think, I think a lot of times we just live trying to live this life for social media and for other people. Um, and I think that's stuff I've more so started to notice lately. And it's like, there's things that I want to do and experiences that I want to go on for me and to learn more about myself and hopefully experience with someone else and not feel the need to, I guess, share that with the world. I think you can share it with the world, but I want to do it in a way that's, you know, means something to me, not something for someone else. And so um, that's, that's kind of my goal. I want to, you know, get to that certain place in the business career and um, just, just go live life. You know, I think, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with those goals. Where can everyone find you online? And yes, keep me posted on the energy drink and all of that. Yeah. I'll, yeah. You, I'll DM you, but where can everyone find you? I'll, I'll respond to your DM. I'll respond Thank to you. you. Even though you don't respond and here you are saying, you know, you're not in social media, but just for those who would like to follow you. <laughs> Um, yeah, on Instagram, it's con sale away. Um, that's the IG. And then, uh, on TikTok, Mike and I try and do some stuff on TikTok. We're not the best dancers, but it's, uh, it's just Connor Saley on there. We're, we're working on the dancing. I'll have to check you out on TikTok. I have yet to get into TikTok. Instagram is like, a, like to your point, like it's exhausting. I don't necessarily enjoy social media either, which people would never think about me because I'm on there all day. <laughs> But it's, it's a business tool for me. And other than that, exactly. it's, I don't necessarily enjoy it. Like, exactly. yeah, it's a I mean, business. I, that, that's the thing too, is there's just so many platforms now and it's like every month there's a new one. I mean, now there's the clubhouse thing. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Oh, I've heard of it. Everyone's like yeah, clubhouse and here's this and here's that. Yeah. It's just, it's just too much. And um, I mean, I, I have the uh, the screen time thing on my phone on. And I know a oh, lot yeah. of people do. I think a lot of people have, over the last year since that feature was added, have noticed how much time they waste on social media. And it's easy to, to say, yeah, I waste a lot of time. It's hard to actually change it, change your habit. 
And that's something I'm really trying to do lately. But what I've found is like going on paradise was so nice from the standpoint of they take your phone right when you get there. Yeah. So for a month, I couldn't look at my phone and it was amazing. You, you just become more social, more engaged in conversations. You start thinking about all this stuff that like you never thought about, uh, like talking about love and all these things like that's, I love that stuff because I feel like that's where you get to the root of who you are and you learn a lot about yourself. I think when we look at social media all the time and are just engaged with our phones and not as engaged with the external world and people around you, you, you start living your life like you're somebody else or mm-hmm. like trying to prove something to someone else or try and live up to certain standards. And that's not how we should, should live life, you know? And so I'm trying to, trying to get back to that. I've been uh, talking about like potentially even deleting social media from my phone and just have someone manage it for me, um, which would be amazing and just get like a flip phone or something. But uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. See what happens. Well, I will DM you before you do that. All right. <laughs> so everyone will follow you. Keep in touch. I agree with you, though. But you, you'll come back on because, like, like, as the season progresses, I got lots more to say. A hundred percent. We'll we'll come back on. We'll talk some more tea. Give some more insight into everything. I got you and Mike could come back on together next time since you've both been here separately. Yeah. Every every podcast I go on, I start feeling a little more uh, feeling a little braver, and uh, I guess feeling a little more, uh, you know. Like a, I want to spill some more tea on stuff. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll throw it all out there someday. Well, you hold that tea to come back here. And I, I wasn't so hard on you, you know. I, you know. Oh, no, no, no. You, you were good. Hopefully Mike doesn't hear that Demi Lovato question. But uh. I asked him to, so don't, so don't worry about it. You didn't spill any tea. Yeah, yeah. All right, keep in touch and you'll definitely come back. Yes, sir. We'll do it. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, take care. Yeah, see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.